I had a hard time understanding. My mind couldn't grasp it. This idea that we would call today good. As a young boy, it just didn't make sense. I mean, from a very humanistic point of view, you look at today and you go, how can you call today good? Today's a day of suffering, of betrayal, of torture of an innocent man. For me, it's hard to say that this was good. And especially for one woman who was at the foot of the cross, and we call her Mary, the mother of Jesus. See, I bet she would never call this day good. I mean, think about what she was about to experience. I mean, have you ever walked in her shoes that day? Take away what you know happens a few days later and simply walk in her shoes. Hearing what she heard, seeing what she would eventually see, experience what she had experienced. I bet you when she received that news that morning, it was like her breath was taken away. Her son, her Jesus, had been portrayed. He was being taken before Pilate. He was being beaten. Imagine receiving that news. It was like her stomach fell. Her heart started beating. Have you ever received news like that? News that takes your breath away? It's like in those moments, everything else falls to the wayside. All your concerns, all your thoughts, all your plans fall to the wayside because of that kind of news. You may have been relaxed, now you're hurried. You may, you may have been calmed, but now you're panicked. You drop everything and go. My dad received news once. When I was in third grade, I had broken my arm. And they rushed me to the hospital. And about 20 minutes later, he comes rushing into the hospital. And I saw a different side to my dad. Here, normally a man of strong character, calm, always in control, was panicked. Panicked believe this is Mary's demeanor. That's how she felt that day, because she was human, and this was her son. This was her Jesus. This is the one she loved. You know, there's something special about a mother's love. It's a little bit different than a father's love, but there's something special about a mother-son relationship. It's tender. It's comforting. That love is special. I love this quote I read this week. It said, the natural state of motherhood is unselfishness. When you become a mother, you are no longer the center of your universe. You relinquish that position to your children. I believe this is what Mary has done. 
This is the one she raised. This is the one she poured her life into. The one she had this special connection with her son, Jesus. The one she loved. See, not only did she just receive the news that took her breath away, but she had to watch. She had to watch and see what people would do to her son, her Jesus. And the worst part, there was nothing she could do to stop it. Imagine the emotions, imagine the pain, what had been going through Mary. Rocky, the movie, one of my favorites. You see in this movie, Rocky, he falls in love with Adrian. And they had this special connection, this special relationship. And every time that Rocky would get into the boxing ring, Adrian would be there with him. She would almost go before every round pleading with Rocky, don't fight, don't fight, don't fight, because every bow that, every bow that he received to the face and to the stomach, she received it as well. It was almost as though every time Rocky fought, she was there. I'm thinking this is how Mary felt. Seeing her son heard Jesus being beaten and whipped and spat upon. She felt it. Her heart was broken. She was wounded and she was hurting. And she sits at the foot of the cross. That's Mary. But what about Jesus? And this is what I love that is so amazing about Jesus. That listen, in his darkest hour, while he is fatigued to the point of exhaustion, and his mouth is dry and thirsty, while he's in excruciating pain, and the nails have pierced his hands, he utters these words. Woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. In a very practical sense, he was looking down and he was telling John, John, take care of my mom. I know her pain and she is in need. Would you take care of her? She's now your responsibility. And can you imagine as, as, as Mary is at his feet and she hears these words? That my son, Jesus, is concerned about me? And his pain and his suffering, when in all his thoughts could have been about him, he's thinking of me? He's thinking about my future and the details of my life. He's aware of my troubles and my needs. He's focused on me in the midst of his suffering. See, he's aware. He's, he knows. He's concerned. 
when his attention could be on himself, it's on others. That as he hangs upon the cross, he's not focused on his own pain and his own suffering, but he's focused on her. And he's focused on us. That as he hangs upon that cross, he's thinking of you and he's thinking of me. See, if I'll be honest with you, there are times I forget that. There are times when I hear of wars and horrible, horrific things that happen in our world. I think of the big problems and I go, God's only concerned about those matters. The big deals. The big problems. And often I forget that he can be concerned about the very little details of my everyday life. Is he concerned with my struggles? Is he concerned with your struggles? Is he concerned with the big problems of the world? And to you, I say yes, yes, and yes. The answer is always yes. See, as he was on that cross, calling out to John and to Mary, he was demonstrating the selfless nature of God. That God is full of compassion and care and is concerned about the little details, the little things. This is the nature of God. He's concerned about you and your details and your days and whatever struggles you may have, whatever doubts you may have. It doesn't matter. He's big enough. He's big enough to handle it today, tomorrow, and forever. He is big enough. He's big enough. So let us pray. Father, we thank you. That you are an amazing God. That you so loved the world. That you so loved me. That you so loved us. That you would come and suffer and give yourself for us. We thank you that you were thinking of us the whole time. That you're so big and so great that there's nothing you can't handle. There's nothing that you miss or you don't know about. And that you know the very details of our concerns and our struggles. You know, our every thought, 
ever doubt, whatever we may be wrestling with, you're aware and you're able to handle it. You know and are concerned. So dear Heavenly Father, who has set the solitary within the family, and by your Son, Jesus Christ, has made all believers a new family from all the nations of the earth, grant, we pray you, that as we are drawn close to the cross, so we may be drawn close to each other. May the world say again, see how they love one another. And may the world know by our love that you have indeed made your son Jesus to be both Lord and Savior of the world. In his name we pray. Amen.